You are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast. And um, it's Tuesday, and I am coming to you with a message. Um, I hadn't planned to go this direction, but over the weekend, I went to a conference in Waxahachie, Texas. It was called the Marvel Conference. And it was some prophetic leaders, mostly from California, who came out here to speak at this event, and they were giving um, some prophetic messages about Texas and the leadership mantle on the state of Texas and how Texas is going to be integral and instrumental in the coming change that America is needing and crying out to see. And so with that said, I want to shift gears because they said some things this weekend that I really want to jump into. One of the things they said is there is a a difference in what is traditionally called the Great Awakening or Revival. And when I say those words, it stirs up a thought, right? For um, people who are from my um, background and my heritage, you might think of a, a tent set up outside of a church where they had quote, revival meetings, and that meant that an evangelist had come to town and would spend several nights that week speaking under that tent, calling people to repent and come to Jesus for salvation. Others traveled around and preached the gospel and did healing services. And there are still a number of those people who are, who are operating today. Um, they don't necessarily meet in tents, but they're still ministering in the healing gift of the Holy Spirit and administering that healing to others. So with that said, I want to um, focus in on something specific. So first I want to talk about the, the really the five things that they talked about related to revival that have to happen for it to be sustained. You see, we've had a number of what they would call revival experiences in history. It's, you know, you can go all the way back to when Martin Luther nailed his thesis to the church doors in Germany, and that began a, a reformation of the 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 faith of believers so that they were no longer bound to to um, a church that was ruling over them. But Luther contended that they needed to have a personal relationship with God. And then you have um, the publishers in Europe during that similar time when who began the Gutenbergs uh, the Gutenberg Bible is a very famous Bible, and it's one of the first Bibles ever to be printed and and distributed. And then you have the Tyndale Bible, which was written and distributed in England. And so these Bibles were put out there so that the common person could have access to Scripture, and they didn't have to depend on the person leading at church to be the one to tell them what the word said. 
Now I want to go back to those words. Now I want to go back to those words that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. They were four words that they talked about this weekend and it was very powerful how they laid it out. They said that a lot of what they call the Great Awakening or revivals or even the charismatic renewal that happened um, in the in, in the Catholic community, they have said that, that they were not sustained, meaning they didn't last because they never entered into Reformation leading to a renaissance. And so renewal precedes revival. Revival precedes Reformation and Reformation precedes Renaissance. This is what they proposed at this conference this weekend, and I tend to agree with it. So let's take a second and just review what our English dictionaries say that these words mean. Now, Renaissance is is described as rebirth or revival. Isn't that interesting? Rebirth or revival. But let's go to um, renewal. Renewal is an instance of resuming an activity or state after an interruption. Or the action of extending the period of validity of a license, subscription, or contract. Or renewal is the replacing or repair of something that is worn out, run down, or broken. Words that are synonyms are renovation, restoration, improvement, rehabilitation, regeneration, redevelopment, reconstruction, rebuilding, reconditioning, overhauling. Lots of rewords there. Okay, so this idea in the context of our spiritual walk in the church, renewal would be a time when there is a lull in interest in God or church attendance or participation in activities around surrounding faith in God. And so there's an interruption and then there's a renewed interest. And I would say that what we've been seeing here locally in my hometown is an indication that renewal is happening. People are waking up and becoming hungry for the things of God. And I would say this is renewal. Revival is an improvement in the condition or the strength of something. It is an instance of something becoming popular or active or important again. It's a new production of something old or something similar in nature. In this case, an old play or a similar work. They call those revival uh, opportunities in the entertainment industry. And so... um, In the context of this, revivals usually come with some intensity, some power. You see a lot of people moving towards the things of God. But you don't see it lasting and being sustained. And I want to challenge you that what we see happening in the church today is nothing like what we read about in the book of Acts. Now, we're going to get to Acts, but I don't know when, because God, like I said, God has changed my direction. But in the book of Acts, we see every person who enters into the presence of God have their lives not only saved, 
but radically changed and transformed, and there were signs and wonders that accompanied that transformation. Now, I want to ask you, where are we seeing that in the churches today? Where are we seeing that in our, in our places of service today? I believe what we've seen in recent days, I know we've seen it here at home, is, is this hunger in people. They're starting to awaken hungry for the things of God. And while this can lead to re revival, it's typically the place of renewal or that place of reignition and rebirth and, and, and turning towards the things of God. I know a friend of mine and I were talking about revival one day, and she shared with me, she said, Michelle, it's here, it's here. And I said, it is. And she said, yes. She said, I talked to this lady, and she has a little food pantry in her front yard. And she said, people are just coming, and she's sharing the gospel with so many. And, and, and people are just coming to hear the word of the Lord. And I said, yes, they are coming, but that's a sign of hunger. And I felt like God said, Hunger is not revival. Hunger, hunger is when they're filled. Revival is when they're filled. Hunger is not a sign of revival. Revival happens when those who are hungry are filled and satisfied by the presence and nature of God at work within them. Listen to what the prophet Isaiah said to the nation of Israel when uh, they were hungry. Uh, the heading in the NIV Bible says, The Gentiles bless Zion. I want you to think about that. The people of God at that time were the Israelites, the Jewish people. And they had been oppressed. They had become oppressed. They had been turning away from God. They had been doing things uh, that were, were wrong, wrong in his eyes. And Isaiah writes a number of prophecies about the coming Messiah. And he also writes about how the Gentiles will become a part of this story. And listen to what it says in Isaiah 60. Arise and shine, for your light has come. I want to suggest to you that arise is akin to awaken or be renewed. Shine is when revival comes. And you can't help but be affected by it, by the light that has come into your life. And the glory of the Lord is risen up on you. This is a picture of revival. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. You see, revival is meant to make us lights shining in darkness. Renewal is meant to, to reactivate, to rebirth in us that holy passion of God. And deep darkness over the people. But the Lord will arise over you. And when he arises over us, we need to be ready. And his glory will be seen upon you. You know, people who have been through revival are marked by the glory they've experienced. I can say that. I experienced it over the weekend at the conference that I went to. Uh, one of the, the, the speakers, she has been just going deep with the Holy Spirit and she offered to pray for people who needed to lose weight. And I am at least, at least 100 pounds overweight. And so 
I stood up and she was like, put your hands on the place in your body where you need the, to lose weight. And I was, you know, head and shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, because it's just all over there. And so I was touching those places and she got done praying and she said, now Tess, you know what your clothes fit, how your clothes fit before you came in here. And I began to pull out the fabric on my jeans and I had room in my, in my drawers. And, uh, um, so anyway, I had more room in my pants. So I went forward and of course she prayed over me and I have been consistently losing inches each day. I'm up to about, um, that I know of about 13 inches that have come off of my body since Saturday when she prayed. I'm telling you that if if you experience the presence and the glory of God, if His He arises and shines on you, you cannot stay the same. He affects you, and I believe He affects you supernaturally, and He affects your natural circumstances with His supernatural power. He says, "The Gentiles shall come to your light, and the King to the brightness of your rising." Lift up your eyes all around and see they are all gathered together. They come to you. Let me tell you this. When you experience revival in the presence of God, when you encounter His glory, His light, the first thing that happens is salvation. The second thing that happens is empowerment. But the third thing and the thing we often miss is that we have authority in His kingdom. See, we are no longer slaves to sin and, and, and members of this world. We are aliens and strangers in this world who have authority in the kingdom of God that transfers into the worldly kingdom that we live in today. We live in the world, but we are not of it. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together and they come to you. The, the power and the presence of God and your authority in his kingdom that is imparted through Christ Jesus will mark you for his kingdom and empower you, empower you to walk in his goodness and his light and give you influence and favor with men even ungodly men. Think about Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar, Joseph with Pharaoh. Think about Abraham when he was with a when he was in the kingdom of Abimelech and he had lied to Abimelech. When Abimelech sent him out, he even after he knew that that Abraham lied to him, when he sent him out, he sent him out with gold and treasures. Listen to this. If you got a prodigal, listen, your son shall come from afar and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. In the New King James and in the Voice Bible, it says they'll be gently carried home like a mother carrying a child on her hip. Then you shall see and become radiant and your heart shall swell with joy. Joy is a mark of revival and encounter with the presence and glory of God and a renewed heart is a mark of an encounter with the presence and the glory of God. Revival is marked by these things. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. What would that be? That would be provision, right? The abundance of the sea. The, the, the produce of the sea is fish and fish is food and it's provision. 
and the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. See, God brings favor. He brings provision. He brings everything that's needed. And when we live in this place, and I'm going to talk about this on Thursday, when we live in this place, vitally connected to His Holy Spirit, where His power comes to us, where His glory comes to us, where we experience His presence on a regular basis, we can't help but be changed. And we can't help but experience the promises He writes to us in His Word. So that's all the time that I have for today. But join me on Thursday. I'm going to talk about John Wesley on Thursday and his experiences and his encounters with how God brought personal revival to him. How he had some defining moments with God because revival is built on defining moments in people's lives. The Welsh revival began with a with a, a defining moment with the Evans brothers and then Think about the charismatic renewal. That happened in the Catholic Church. Azusa began with a man pursuing the holiness of God. Signs and wonders followed those who pursued the holiness of God. And it agrees with what Jesus said in Mark 6, 33. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Again, that's all the time we have today. So, Lord, I pray you would quicken your word to our hearts that you would adjust our perspective and allow us to see as you see, hear as you hear, and speak as you speak, and know as you know. And I pray, God, that we would experience your overwhelming power, presence, and authority in our lives, and we may have our own personal renewal, revival, reformation, and renaissance, and that you would give us favor to affect the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's all the time that I have for you. Please visit... Michelle Bentham Creates, at Michelle Bentham Creates on Facebook today, tomorrow, or Thursday, and click the link to take the mini visual planner workshop. I'm going to teach you how to create a, a bullet journal and how to turn it into a visual planner that helps you to process not only uh, your day-to-day -day activity, but the things God is are speaking to you in your life and help it develop a plan and consistency and direction in your prayer life, in your activities, in, in, in equipping you for God's purpose in your life. I'd love for you to join me for that. I'm having one this evening at 5, one on uh, Wednesday at uh, 2 p.m., and then one on Thursday at 10.30 in the morning. You can register by clicking the Google link in uh, the, the, the post featured on my Michelle Bentham Creates page today that talks about the Visual Planner Workshop. It's a mini session. It's free, and I'd love for you to join us. Um, so with that said, I'm going to leave you, as I always do, reminding you that blooming where you're planted is just the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your life blooming alive. Thank you for listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 a.m. Central Time. Please take a moment to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also learn more about this podcast, its network, or the ministries of Blooming Inspired Network by visiting bloominginspirednetwork.com and clicking the podcast link at the top of the page.